Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. Hey, Christina, I am super excited today. I know I say that every week, but we're going to talk about one of my favorite things. Oh, I know we are. And you know, this is the place where I am not well-versed. And so I think that today I will probably do more listening and more like, tell me more about that and why, uh, because this is just not my expertise. I mean, even today, Gail, you were like, those are the wrong colors. Why are you wearing that? And I'm like, because I want to be comfortable. That's why I want to wear it. I did say, what did you kind of on? She yeah. said my moo mm-hmm. moo. And I'm like, I love me a moo moo. You're tall. The moo moo is probably not the best look for you. <laughs> but guys, we're going to talk about fall fashion and beauty, fall 2022. And y'all, I'm just going to say, this takes me back to when I was a young adult, teenage girl, adolescent girl, young adult, and I absolutely loved when the new fall magazines came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You know, that were like three quarters of an inch thick, and it was just pages and pages of clothing and beauty. And so I work in this space some, but we want to bring in somebody else who has really a lot of expertise on the fashion side. So welcome Deborah Swartz to the show. Deborah is a fashion stylist in New York. And Deb, do you actually live in the city or do you live in the burbs? I now I live in the burbs, Gail. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Gail and Christina. It's always a pleasure to be with you two, to talk to you, whether it's here or on Clubhouse. And I know this is going to be fun because it's talking about something we're all excited about. And I I lived in the city for um, about a, almost a, a dozen years. Um, I grew up outside of the city, went to school in the Midwest, so I got a different picture of you know, fashion there. Of course, you know, I did get a reputation there. Um, <laughs> what are you, you wearing? You stuck Why are you out wearing like a sore yeah. thumb. I, I kind of did, but it didn't bother me. I liked it. Um, and uh, now, once with my son, it was after my son just turned 22. And when he turned two, which was just after 9 11, we decided to come out to New Jersey. I live literally takes me. Without traffic, 20 minutes to get to Midtown. So I'm very close. Midtown, Manhattan, New York Oh, City. wow. So, um, yeah. So I have it. It's very accessible. I can't imagine living too far from the city because, you know, this is how I grew up. Going in and going to the stores and going to the museums and, and the windows. Oh, the store windows. You have both have to come here sometime in like Christmas and see the store windows. They're phenomenal. Well, how did you get into the fashion industry, Deb? Well, I have been doing this intuitively. I've been styling intuitively since I was a kid. I mean, from the time my little sister, a couple years younger than myself, 
Uh, let's say I was eight at the time. She was six. And back in those days, we had school clothes and play mm. clothes. You're too yes, young yes. to know this. No, oh, I, you did? Okay. I did. All right. Okay. Hey, I, I grew up with and, Stella Irene um, and Stella was not about you to let you wear those good ones out to play. No, right? So uh, we, you know, my sister was, I was the first child and the good girl and the little bit, I guess, a little prissy um, based on some home movies I saw recently where. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing in the yard and I'm dusting off like grass from the hem of my, my pants. Um, it was, it cracked me up because it was so young, but uh, my little sister was the opposite and she ran home and pulled off her stuff and put on a pair of, of flowered pants and a striped shirt. She ran out the door and I'm like, mom, you're not going to let her go out like that. Are you? <laughs> I think and there's something on, inside some of us because I can relate to what you're right? saying. Like if I go out to work on the lawn, it, I still have to have matching clothes. Oh, like see, I need my pajamas to match. Much better. I, I just You're something pajamas. in me that just feels discombobulated to not match. I've always mm -hmm. loved color, and I think I was a little bit about you is that I stuck out in my family, and did my you? brother was very ordinary. My mother was incredibly ordinary and plain. She did not want anybody to notice her for anything, and I was always trying to think of how I was going to get noticed next, you know. And mm. I always had this thing about fashion, like once everybody else had something, I was done with it. I didn't want it anymore. I always wanted to be on the front edge. I wanted to be one of the first I people to wear that. that or have it. Um, now, mm. you know, as we age. And, and where did you find your, your inspiration back then? What, what magazines did you read? Did you read like 17 magazines? I had 17. Occasionally I would get Cosmo handed down from my cousin. Oh, and that was kind yeah. of scandalous, you know, uh -huh. because they talked about sex. And, but, uh -huh. you know, my cousin was 10 years older than me. And so she had a reading, just a voracious reading habit. So she subscribed to every magazine there was. And then when she had peeled through the pages, they came to me. So I pretty much got them all. And I loved like Vogue and 17. I, when the fall ones came for me, it was like when that Sears and Rose, but Christmas mm -hmm. catalog comes for a small child as a teenager and young woman when those, in fact, so much so that I recently just resubscribed to Vogue. Haven't taken a magazine subscription except Southern Living. You know, you have to have that. And my glasses <laughs> broke this weekend, y'all. That's why I'm kind of like, oh, they look my great, favorite though. ones. I'm going to just replace them. But oh. anyway, that that was always just so exciting when the fall ones came out. Spring fashion's okay, but it's nothing like fall fashion, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I have, I, I will just to, to back up before, you know, to finish up um, my background. Um, my, I actually went to school for graphic design, which was because I, you know, always discounted what I did. I worked at, um, as a kid in high school, I worked at Ann Taylor, which back then was a different store, a different type of Ann Taylor. It was a real boutique with fine leathers and silks and, and grown up ladies would come in and say, I don't know what to wear and dress me. And I thought, what? How? Okay. And I'd put together what I guess today we'd call a capsule wardrobe. We also had a, uh, a fine shoe concession in the, in the store. So, I mean, it was head to toe, shoes, belts, scarves, and they'd walk out of there and I'd say, wow, that was fun. And I'm getting paid for this. And yes. needless to say, most, most of my money went right back into the store. And, you know, it was just, um, it was just such a joy. But from the time I was in seventh grade, I want, knew I wanted to be a graphic designer. 
You know, can I make a point about that? Because I think this is something we miss. There are people that I think just come out of the womb with a giftedness, Mm. an eye for style, for color, even with no education on the subject. They just are kind of born with something different. Then there's people who are just really good students. And then there's people that this is just has no natural feel to it at all. And wherever you are, I want you to know that's okay, because we all have skills and stuff. Like there's things that do not come naturally to me at all. Like, for instance, geographic, um, like north, south, east, west. If you put me Mm -hmm. out in the yard and just told me to point north, good luck. Sense of direction is completely Mm -mm. not there. I can find things. But knowing if something's north, south, east, or west, I'm not the girl you want to get lost in the woods with. So we all have our gifts and talents. I can't sing a note. But some of us were given this eye for color that's a little bit different and just this love and passion of putting things like that together. Mm -hmm. And so don't be embarrassed if you need help with that. There are people out there like Deb and myself that are here to help you. We'll give you our expertise. And just like there's people to help you with your hair, your makeup. So don't be embarrassed and style can be developed and things can be learned. So I just wanted to insert that there. So Deb. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and because of that, you know, I mean, that's why we, we, it's joyful for us, you know, for us, Gail, for the two of us as, and those of us who are in the same, you know, space just to, to share what we have, because as you said, you know, you and direction, put it, put a math equation in front of me and I'll just like run away. I can't, there's so many things that I can't do, but I do have this ability and it's something that I have decided to, I mean, a number of years ago, I switched gears from where I was professionally and followed my passion because I also felt like in this midlife space that, you know, not only did I feel like I understand why women maybe are not feeling comfortable about getting out there the way we used to, we're making comparisons to the way the size pants we used to wear, or, you know, how we felt about our bodies, because of course, we know they all change um, as time goes on. And I just felt like I need to and want to empower women with the ability to get out there and be confident and live the rest of their lives with just presence and power and follow their their dream and follow their pursuit without feeling like they can't go out because they just don't physically feel, you know, put together. Mm-hmm. You know, two things here. One, Christina's already glazed over because she's like, this is like, Christina doesn't enjoy it. No. She's like, just tell me what to put on. I'll go put it on. I don't want to go shopping. I don't want to look at the latest trend. Mm Just somebody tell me what to do. So I think there are very different types of people out there. The other thing I want to say is, as I love that you brought up midlife, because as we move into midlife, I think this is a time when we really think about what our true skills, our true values are. And in midlife is when I decided to take things I had been doing for a long time and make them part of my business offerings because I was, and Deborah, you'll probably relate to this. I was always the girl that will go shopping with you. And once you get in the dressing room, I'm throwing 10 more things over the top saying, try this, try this. And I walked out of a store and I could be completely happy if you bought a whole new wardrobe and I bought nothing. 
that still made me satisfied if I helped you do that. And for a very long time, I've been that girl that always helped my friends with their hair, their makeup, their clothing, their styling it all together. And finally just said, why am I not offering this as, you know, part of my portfolio? So I think some of us fall into these places based on our passions. And I think we do more and more of that in in midlife than ever before. So let's get into it. Christina's going to die. Let's get into it. She's like, okay, the first okay, thing I want to well. talk about is where the trends mm-hmm. come from, because I think this mm-hmm. is an interesting part. So give us just a quick overview. I mean, London and New York are our main fashion centers, but how does London, a trend? New York, Paris. Well, let me start with color trends. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Pantone. I got it right here in front of me. And I wanted that was my next question is there you go. So where do the colors come from on Pantone? uh, Okay. Well, Pantone is a, is a, a facility company. They are the color experts to every industry, uh, whether it is clothing or home furnishings or even, industry hard goods you know refrigerators whatever um they happen to be located in new jersey about half an hour from me and i've been there and it's a phenomenal place and um if i were to ever say i want to go back to work for another company besides myself i would want to work for pantone because color I excites just almost me. i kind of got chills when you said you'd been to pantone <laughs> i mean that's like christine's yes, what the hell is pantone yeah. But they, for lack of a better word for our listeners, they pretty much catalog color, right? Is that the best way to say it? That, well, they create color. The way they actually started many, many years ago, and I know this, of course, as a graphic designer first, and also from my family who's in the printing industry. So I've come from art four generations, actually. And um, originally, Pantone created it was a an ink matching system that the press, when you would print something in four color, it's I'm going to get into something you most of your your listeners not going to want to hear about, but um, it, they created the color system that would mean that if I specified I wanted this particular red for a, a logo, that I can be assured that the printer is going to be able to print that red because I picked a Pantone color and they have the form they created the formulas. And, it, and they and all have numbers ago, and names. They all have numbers and names. And um, and over the years, they got very creative. They branched out into what is now the arbiter of color. They are the authority of all color. And they set the color standards for everything we wear. The makeup. You, they actually even have a brand of makeup at Sephora, Pantone. It, it, Blew me away when I saw that the first Ooh. time. So, yes, okay, actually, I'm excited now. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this: When it comes to okay, so they're creating these formulas, and they know what makes the formula. So it's a warm color, cool color, it's brightness, it's saturation, all that, and they give it a number and a name. Um, so they've got this huge catalog of colors, like any color, and it provides this consistency across all platforms, whether you're talking about graphic design, clothing, this color, if you say Pantone 186024 Amazon, and somebody in California pulls something in that color, it's going to be the same. So just to be clear yeah, exactly. with you know people, exactly. here's exactly. what I want to know. Does Pantone drive what shows up on the runways or does the runways drive Pantone? 
No. Pantone, believe it or not, Pantone sits, sets their colors early. And some of the, what the colors are set are based on um, a ba- based on society, based on what's going on. You know, we just came out of, of when we came out of lockdown and nobody was getting dressed. You may have seen there was a big shift. It shifted into bright colors. Mm-hmm. We we for the first time we started hearing the words dopamine dressing, which we will never lose now because the dopamine is you know that hit of of adrenaline of dopamine that happiness. It's the happy happiness chemical in us. And for I would say most of us, there are I'm sure people who don't feel this way about color, but colors of course affect our mood. And happy colors make us happy. Bright colors energize us. And Pantone knows that. So, you know, instead of going to muted, you know, also, it's also driven economically when, um, when depending on the economic um, uh, temperature, let's just say things are bad, you know, the, the colors shift a little bit when things are sad, like there's wartime or what the colors shift a little bit. I mean, you can't throw hot, you know, hot pink and red in front of someone and ask them to expect them to wear it when their house is burning down and, you know, and their bombs going off. No, I mean, you can't go that far. But to say, come on out and play, like put on your bright yellow sweater. Hey, I don't care if it's if it's fall or winter. You don't have to wear traditional fall and winter clothes anymore. I mean, colors anymore, because we're offering them in orange and bright purple and cobalt blue and all of those colors that we normally would associate with spring and summer. So, so that's, that's when does Pantone, in, how far uh, ahead of the, because first of all, we know the fashion mm-hmm. shows happen very early. Um, yeah. Depending, you know, by, from when we're seeing them in the stores, the, the fashion shows have happened months and months earlier. So with that in mind, how far in advance does Pantone set the color palettes? You know, I, I have to be honest, I'm not, I'm not quite sure how far in advance, you know, because a lot of the stuff is done behind, behind the scenes. And we don't learn about it until beginning of the year. I think it's February when Pantone Color of the Year comes out. Mm, which and is periwinkle. Very peri this year. Very, very, very peri. Very peri. And it's if very you've missed that to all, all but, skin tones. And it's still, you're still going to see it in the fall. So I actually can't answer that, Gail. So we know these things start way in advance. But so to get in the stores and on the newsstand. So Pandone says the colors, they send that out to the design houses. And then we see them appear on the runway. But now some designers don't go Mm -hmm. by this, but these are going to be the hot colors. So we're going to come back to that in just a second, because I do want to spend a minute on dopamine dressing, because I think that we're really seeing that parlay this fall. And I felt a real change up when I saw the Pantone colors for fall, all these bright shades. And I'm like, wait a minute, fall is eggplant and olive and chocolate (laughs) what the hell are these colors i know so i know i i have to tell gail i'm surprised i was surprised too because i went back to um my my style report for spring and there were so many of the same color oh and when i first saw it i thought wait a minute that's that's not fall that's spring now 
And okay, so y'all, yeah, I mean, that, so that's many. messing me up. Okay, because you know, for yeah, somebody, it is a little, it, it is going to mess you up a it's little a bit. Little messed yeah, up. because when you see the ads for the new, like some of the shoes I was seeing, I'm like, that is, they're not starting their fall ad yet. And then I realized, oh no, that is their fall ad. So uh, buckle up. It's going to be shocking to a lot of people, but it's this idea of colors that make us feel good, feel happy coming mm-hmm. out of the pandemic, you know, tough political times, tough economic times. And that's why we have these colors. So that's what dopamine dressing is all about. You're going to hear that term because and everywhere I looked, I've heard that are. term. Mm. Okay. So color blocking dopamine dressing. And I remember um, one now iconic uh, photograph, which had to be um, a year ago. It was before COVID. It was the February before COVID, before lockdown, because I remember I did an Instagram thing um, on color and I had a picture of Sarah Jessica Parker. You've seen this picture where she is wearing, she's color blocking red and pink. And before that, I couldn't, I mean, I don't know anyone who wore red and pink together. Mm. Hot red, hot pink, they were of the same um, value. So that meant the same intensity of color, but a different hue. One was pink and one was red. And that and really that did become, come into play with color blocking because color blocking was yes. very different than the way we dressed before where you had a primary color and an accent color. And color blocking, it's mm-hmm. those matching values just bringing it in their full glory that I'm kind of here for. I'm not going to lie. Okay. The other thing I found out recently is that there's a Pantone color chart for New York and one for London. I didn't know that. Oh, y'all. That that can be a little bit different. Like, okay, I'm I'm done. Y'all, I'm done. Just a bit of fork of me. Y'all, okay, so just for our listeners today, again, I, I, I want you to know, like, I'm over here going, what? Seriously, like I, so if you need help, please contact Deb or Gail because your girl, the Massey has has no freaking clue. I'm over here just like, now I have to know two sets of colors. Yeah, I want to edge it, but they're not great in, there's just a few colors or difference, but just for somebody that would find that interesting, I do think it's interesting that we had you know, we have two sets, but usually when we refer to it, we're going to refer to the New York colors. Okay. And I, I just think it's interesting for our listeners to know fashion is just not what a store decided to put out there. It, it's rooted in something and it comes from something. So the the thing that surprised me too is that very Perry, the color of the year, does not appear in the fall palette if you just pull the fall palette, but it's still out there. So just keep that in mind. So let's talk about these colors, Deb. When you looked at the Pantone Fall 2022, what's your favorite? I love browns. I, I'm, I, you know what? I love all the browns and I, all, I traditional in that way in that fall to me, I can bring out the brown, bring out the color I'm wearing, you know, as kind of a wine color, but I don't, I, well, see that. That's right. Okay. Exactly. Christina's <laughs> found it on her she phone. She's not to be stopped now. I, I live in khakis and wines and browns. I and I know that's traditional, khaki. but I like I it's hate not khaki. It looks so okay, horrible on me. Don't have but, to wear it. But I, that's what I want to talk about, what we like and what we don't like, because there's something for everybody, and that's why we don't just have two colors. Absolutely. So when you looked at like the for chart. For you, I, I see. Oh, I'm sorry. 
When you yeah. looked at the chart, you Should went I pick to a color for you. Oh, I know mine. Mine are right up there together. But well, I, I want to talk about yours, Caramel Cafe. Is that the one that your eye instantly went to? Um, well, you know what? To me, I, I can't say that that was a color. That's a little bit too light for me. I'm loving that for a like lot it. of people, though. The people that have that autumnal coloring. It's almost, mm-hmm. for our listeners, it's kind of like a deep camel or I would call it a light, like the color of craft caramels out of a bag. And yeah, someone yeah. with reddish hair, then that's going to be mm-hmm. a fantastic be neutral. For sure. But, you know, for me, it has too much yellow in it. Oh, I yeah, know I can't that wear it personally. Just, I can't wear anything with yellow, even makeup, everything. I know I told you this before, everything turns orange on my skin. Well, you know, that's interesting so I, I because plums and- when we talk about the bright colors for people who aren't looking in the chat, I'm going to give you my basic out on the girl street terms for these colors. There's like a raspberry kind of red. There's mm, a mustardy yellow. There is a, mm-hmm. it's even called orange tiger. So my Clemson people, your orange is finally on a Pantone <laughs> chart. Celebrate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. A rose violet and an Amazon are along the top. Now, I got to tell you, those are the ones that really stick out to me with that dopamine dressing because they're super bright. Um, the pen, the Amazon and the rose violet, which the Amazon is a true, I would call it a Kelly green, wouldn't you, Deb? Yeah, I would say so. I don't have it in front of me. I should pull it out. But you know which one I love for you is that the teal color. Uh, the water spout or right, midnight? I've- Oh, the darker one or the light one? I have to, the lighter one. The, the bright, water the spout. Kind of water spout s- has really mm-hmm. caught my eye. Christine, it's similar to the color of your headphones, just a slightly more blue. Yeah, but I, I see it. It is a very fresh, clean color. And I can see that, like, I would love, I mean, my dream outfit would be a charcoal wool something but the water spout with it, like a silky water mm-hmm. spout blouse or a turtleneck in water spout. Pretty. It is so, oh. but again, here we are confused because that looks like a color of summer and the it ocean. Does. It does. It does. That's also pairs really beautifully with the dark brown that I okay. love so much. Dark Dad, brown, I think it even looks burgundies. good. Where, I think, are what we you getting got, too much into Deb, color? I have so many Deb, things to Deb, We're going to talk about it all. Deb, tell, I love tell the color, me the though. color you'd like to see me in. Because I'm looking at these colors like... Okay. Caramel Cafe. None of them. <laughs> all right, you're going <laughs> to... You're gonna have to. Yeah, gonna have to give me a minute. Martini, Olive, Midnight, I Caramel don't Cafe. Have it open. I don't. I don't have, have, have Caramel Cafe on here. That's 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 my my bad for. It's not, right um, in the middle, and then the classics along no, the bottom. I'll talk about this for our listeners. There's a medium gray, which I would call almost a slate gray. There's another green. Um, there's. I do like the blueberry. Um, I think the blueberry's pretty. a peachy color. Are you on the right one? I don't I'm see any blueberry on my chart. You got to go to Pantone Fall 22. That's what it is. And you'll get a chart, the color chart. Do you see Martini Olive? Right, I'm going ha- to have to pull that up too. Okay. So here's the thing, guys. Color, up. color, color. I think the big winners are going to be that Kelly Green, the Rose Violet, which is a bright pink. And I think it could be worn by almost anyone. Water Spout, I think, is a clear winner because it's so different than what we've seen. And I think we mm-hmm. always look for that color that's a little bit different and Ooh, new Amazon. and fresh. And yeah, Amazon's beautiful. But I'd love to see Water Spout I and like Midnight mid- together. Yeah. You would. 
Hmm. Midnight and what? Like a suit that was in midnight. Uh, and, and you know what? And and to me, I, first of all, I think it was actually. Now that I have it open, I think I um I like you see you in midnight. Midnight with the Carmel Cafe is a beautiful combination. That's that's this rich caramel color. Yes, as, uh, Gail described it, and a teal. Yeah, I even love it with water spout. You know, I'm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so many cool combinations well, on here. Yeah, but it's so surprising, you know, again, to the listeners, you think you're looking at a, a Crayola box and not, you know, the normal forecast for, um, right? Absolutely. And I'll tell you, when you go down to the core classics, are you looking at the core classics? Yes. If you want to describe it to the listeners. You go ahead, Deb. I'll I describe will. the others. Okay. You describe oh, the core uh, classics. Okay. Okay. Well. The core classics are very, they're versatile and they're, says they say seasonless, although clearly they think that all these colors are seasonless, but they're, it it starts with an art, what they call an Arctic wolf, which is basically a beautiful cream. I love, or winter white. We used to call it winter white. Yeah, I would call that that one winter white. Yeah. My favorite looks is winter white. And you could see that last year too, there were a lot of things in winter white available or bone uh, shoes, those kind of a lug sole uh, mm. boot, which you could still wear this year, you know, white boots. When's the last time you saw white boots? I mean, you know, hundred years ago, but now white and cream. And, and the next is uh, something called autumn blonde, I like the autumn which blonde. is, it's almost like it's got a lot of peach to it. Don't you mm-hmm. think? I'm not going to lie. I think that was ugly. You don't like it? You don't like it? Okay. I like I could see it as an accent, but it's kind of giving me baby poop. Just a little bit. A light color baby poop. It just does not appeal to me. That's the one on the okay. One on the whole chart would be my least favorite. Would I be do that like, one, but I, I do really like polar. About this. You guys, I like polar night too. I think that's a pr- polar night is a deep, deep navy that has a lot of black in it. It's a almost if if you really like did use a densitometer, which is the way you tell color temperature, you see it also has green in it. Then the next is actually a what do they call it? Loden frost, which is a, like a loden green that's been paled out I a little like bit. That. It's pretty. I, It'd be I, good I on you, Christina. You could wear that. I think it would. Really? I think yeah. it would. I don't need to wear that because it's, like you said, grayed out a little bit. It's muted. Mm-hmm. Uh, muted is not for me. I need very clear tones. Um, but then finally, this chiseled stone. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like digging chiseled it. stone a, a little bit. Yeah, I love Because gray. I think chiseled I stone would look gray. great with midnight. I think you could even put it with Amazon if you want to go to not a traditional color combination. Green, green aren't normally worn together, but it could be really cool. And rose violet. So I think it pairs back to a lot of those colors. So that's kind of an overview of colors from New York Fashion Week. So we hope you're inspired and don't be scared when you walk in the stores and you don't see the burgundy. But I I will say black is back. Black's been a little out of favor for the last years, but black is big and brown is big. Mm, So let's talk about style trends, Deb. Give us your three faves. Three faves and I'll give my three faves. I know you're like, okay. Three, I know. Oh, that's so hard. And let's three. stick to clothing because we'll take the other things separately. So clothing, okay. three okay, favorites. All right. Um, I I like over the knee boots. 
Okay. What about, what about for, for sure. okay. So I'm going to ask questions there. Oh no. Oh, you don't want, oh wait, 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 wait. You said clothing. So we, we keep shoes and accessories Yeah, let's keep separate. shoes separate. Okay. All right. Then let's not do that. Okay. Christina, you got I a question say, there? Well, I, I'll start to ask questions as you guys talk about your faves because I'm, I'm going to be okay. the listener here today. Okay. You guys. So I know that our okay. listeners are going to have these follow up questions like, you're not going to know what, how we're describing it. So tell us how we're describing it. Right. Well. All right. Great. Then I will start with the bomber jacket. Okay. You stole. I cannot one of say mine. the biker and the bomber and the moto. I'm going to put them all together because I love that. I love that look. I like a, a cropped, slightly cropped jacket, and I especially like them this season with this is my number two, um, a wider leg trouser. I think it's really a fresh look, especially with a number three leather. Oh, okay. Leather. Okay. Leather. So I got them all three right, in there. So, <laughs> I got all in one outfit. So let's <laughs> let's pause for the cause really quick. Okay. I, I want to ask these questions. You have big boobs. Is a bomber jacket good? No, I don't, but okay. Huh? Um, well, yes, you can still wear, well, you're not going to wear a tight bomber jacket. And th- that's the other thing. Oversized, you can wear bomber jackets and biker jackets, especially bomber, in an oversized look. And but Christina's five foot tall. Yeah, so she's five foot tall. So she's don't come out in one of those that's puffed up to the moon, or you're going to look like a well, loompa. No, she'll look like a lollipop, and we don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> okay, no, she would just look a. You look a little top. So you top would want to choose one that's not as thick and has like a different cut well, to it, maybe. Well, but uh, the yeah, whole idea is so, going back to aviation. It's the trend. Okay, it's an so aviation top style aviation and and. and and the difference between the bomber jacket and the and the the uh, the biker is bomber jackets typically are a lot simpler in their mm. cut and their look. So I think that's a better better um, better way to go. Something simpler that doesn't have embe- too many embellishments. Because if you the more embellishments, more hardware and such that you have up top, the more it's like, look at me. You're calling attention to, that. to an area right. that you, you know, you want to balance out with something. Well, simpler. yeah, because I was going like to say it's not the look for me, right? So it's I was going to say I, I, I was going to say like for our listeners, if somebody's tall, if somebody's short like me, like what is that? What does that look? You know, is that a good look for them? And if they have smaller you know, a smaller bus size, maybe they can wear those things. So these are the questions that people will start to ask. At least these are the questions that I ask. As you guys are describing yeah. these, I'm thinking sure. there would be no way in hell that I would wear a bomber jacket because my boobs are too big, you know, but you guys are saying, well, wait a minute, this this might be good because it's simple. Yes, yes. In fact, I just saw one this morning that in – um uh, on a site and it, it looked, it was Ebbily Everlane and I believe it was much thinner. It was a faux, faux suede. And I thought to myself, you know, that's a simple and clean way of translate, of translating the fashion so that it isn't overwhelming. Mm. It, it looked like it, it looked very, um, um, yeah, it just, it was a clean look and to, further elongate your body always stick with monochrome you know that is such a uh, such such a great tool in your arsenal of looks 
And I'm laughing to myself because my, my son had a, a Latin teacher who, who used to say that. He was an ex-ballet dancer, and he talked to the boys, and he said, monochrome is an arsenal, an overlooked arsenal. <laughs> I love that. In your looks. But it's so true. I love monochrome. Okay. Because it will make you look taller. It'll make you look longer. Okay. It always looks a little bit cheeker and sleeper. Okay. Duly noted. And I'm, I love I'm me writing some leather. Down. <laughs> and we're saying leather pants, leather skirt, leather. I want a leather pair of gauchos, okay. wide leg gauchos. Okay. This this mm. this takes me to the next question, you guys. So wider leg trouser. Okay. If you're a short girl, is that something that you should be rocking? Um, if you have a short waist, a long, so if you have a long torso, short torso, is this something that we need to be focused in on? So can you can you kind of elaborate here a little bit? Because I'm looking at my legs and I'm like, my legs are big. I got some thick legs. There is no way that I want to wear big wide leg pants to make myself but look. We have this yeah, idea. They, yeah. That, when it's right, that can make the top of your leg look smaller because it's comparing it to the bottom of the leg. Right, Deb? Absolutely. Okay. That's okay. why you know, if you're used to wearing like a skinny jean, a skinny jean, if you have um, heavier legs or especially if your upper leg is heavier than, than mm-hmm. your calf, you know, thighs, then to me, that is really not a not a desirable look if you're if you're trying to achieve a a leaner look Mm -hmm. because that just calls attention to the fact and you know some people want want to look that way they they feel most confident right showing all their curves off um i come from well i don't know in the old in the older days it wasn't you know the kardashian body was not the thing and so i still like have that mindset i've not you know, not leaned into um, showing every curve because it just doesn't feel like me. You know, the sweater dresses that are very, also very big this season. Um, I would get a sweater dress, but I wouldn't get one that was super tight. I'd get one that was more like a column. Same with the pants. I think you absolutely can wear a wide leg. Think of it as a, a draping and column as opposed to form fitting. Okay, and it it could actually and watch be very the proportion. Proportion and wear heels too. I mean, you might be, I don't know how you feel about platform shoes. Oh, I love them. Um, if you're comfortable. Love them. All right. Yeah. Well, perfect. Don't perfect. give away the it's secrets that are coming up. Christina, you know, for me, like <laughs> the bottom flare of my pant, the wide, the length of the, the, the wideness of leg is going to be much more exaggerated for someone on a five, eight frame than someone on mm-hmm. a five foot frame. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to dial it in. Yours is going to be a more delicate, um, you know, wide leg mm. than, okay. than mine would be. So all right, we're going to take a quick break, so, and then we're coming back with my three favorites. Yes. So let's yes. hear from some of the people who support our show. Hi, friends. Christina here with Midlife Moxie. And I want to tell you about Celebrate Me. It's the first totally customizable registry service that lets you add gifts from across the internet for any occasion. Created by a woman for women who deserve to be celebrated, which is like all of us. Why do you have to wait to get married or have a baby to tell people what kind of gift you want? We're out here celebrating birthdays and holidays, anniversaries, and all of the other special occasions without giving anyone guidance. 
episode today, visit CelebrateMeRegistry.com and create your totally free registry for any occasion, like menopause or just because. That's CelebrateMeRegistry.com. Hey, Christina, it's Gail. I've got a question I've got to ask you. All right, what's up? How's your mojo? Oh, my mojo's not that great lately. You know, this menopause thing can really cause a hit on our mojo, don't you think? Yes, totally. Between the hot flashes, the wrinkles, the hair loss. If there were only some products that were specially meant for us as menopause women, that'd be amazing, don't you think? Yes, it would be awesome. Well, guess what? I just heard about some new products. I received them from Mojo Wellbeing, and they are amazing. They have serums for that wrinkly skin. They have a hot flash cooling spray, and they even have a brand new hair growth serum because I didn't even know that hair loss was a part of menopause. Oh my gosh. And so I'm super excited to hear that there's companies doing something about this and that they're hearing our needs. You know, we talk about that a lot here on Midlife Moxie. So guys, go over to mojowellbeing.com. That's mojo, M-O-J-O, wellbeing.com. And use the code MOXIE15 to save on any of these great products designed especially for menopause age women. Well, welcome back, listeners. We have Deb Swartz today. We're talking fall fashion and beauty 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, this will probably go over our hour limit because we've got so much to talk about, and that's okay. And um, it's like two yes. that are excited and one that's being dragged along, and that's Christina, and she's playing the role of the confused listener here today. And so Deb has just given us her three top picks for, you know, the fashion trend overall. I'm going to give you mine now. Knits and crochet. You mentioned the sweater dressing, but the knits and the crochet, the open weave. I just think we had so much texture and interest with these pieces. And it can be a head-to-toe sweater dressing, which I love sweater dressing. I mean, especially like Ah. a a wide leg sweater pant and like a shell or a turtleneck and then some type of jacketed type. I love those. They're a little Mm -hmm. harder to find, I, I think, and they can be pricey, but love that look. So comfortable, so cozy. But even if you just want to throw on a crocheted like overlay, that is perfectly appropriate. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way to transition seasonally and get a touch of the fall look without sweating to death is that open weave. You can wear the open weave over another hot trend we're going to talk about in my misses. Um, but number two, sequins. I am all about a sequin. I love a sequin skirt. I love a sequin blouse. I love a sequin detail. And I love that we've adapted them into fun daytime dressing and they're not relegated yeah. to evening black tie events. So I'm all about the colored sequence and those pops. And then my third is that monotone and color blocking is still hot. Um, one of the designers did their show in all hot pink and I was here for it. Head to toe hot it was pink. Amazing. My favorite yeah. color on the planet. 
I think go, go big with your color. Do it. Don't just make it an accent. Do it and do it big. So, okay, hold hold on. Nope. We got questions. I got questions. Okay. Let's go with the questions. All right. So, so you both spoke about sweater dresses. Again, I, I'm going to, I'm going to come from, because um, if you don't know me, listeners, you know, well, go in Instagram and you'll see my, my breasts are very big. Um, and so sweater dresses sometimes have ribbing on it. You know, they just, they want to make it look, you know, very fashion forward. You're wearing this sweater and all this cute stuff. And I have noticed because I do have that Kardashian hourglassy shape, it is really challenging to find a sweater dress that has maybe smaller ribbing. Should should that be what we look for if we're if we're bigger breasted? Should we be looking for larger um, ribbing if we're uh, if we're smaller breasted? How do you find something that curves into the waistline? Like these are just this is I what goes on in gonna, my mind. You, you guys. might be better off <laughs> with. A skirt and a and a top, a sweater and a skirt that is a coordinating piece rather than one long dress. Okay. You're probably going to be challenged to find a dress that fits you. Is my opinion. Now, to me, mm-hmm. the ribbing and texture needs to be commensurate with your size. If you're petite, you're going to look ridiculous in the chunkiest sweater of chunky sweaters. Mm-hmm. Now. I also would look just like I look ridiculous in tiny prints. I mean, that's a whole lot of a tiny print to cover this body. But that's just what I think, that you always keep it in proportion. And for you, there's a lot of cute. um, Deb's probably has a better description, but they're sweater sets. And it's a skirt, Mm -hmm. but it has a cropped sweater on the top. It's not a long baggy sweater. It's cropped. And so that would fit someone like you much better than trying to find a dress that's going to hit you in all the right places. Deb, what do you think? No, I agree. And I first, I think you would probably be better off with a, a jersey or a very flat knit as opposed to a chunky knit or a rib. Because the rib is is just going to you know, kind of stretch mm-hmm. out, stretch in, depending on where you're narrower and where you're wider. And that only calls attention to the disparity. I can tell you where it's going to stretch it, on that girl. Yeah, well, she told us, so I can, I'm visualizing it and I'm saying, you know, stay with a flat knit. And also I do like, definitely like the idea, Gail, of a two-piece, you know, of separates, because this way then you buy you know, you're not locked into one okay. size and it may not fit. I mean, one size does not okay. fit. And now, Christina's in Austin, California. Bar. Yeah. And they wear less clothing. It's hotter more of the year. Well, but no, I can see in you. general, we wear less clothing in California. True. Mm-hmm. Then the deep south, you know, oh, yeah. we got to cover it all up. But, you know, it's going to be warmer longer. So I think that an open weave overlay that would go over some of your tops that might show a little more breast than you're comfortable with in certain situations, that overlay diffuses that a little bit and doesn't draw quite as much attention. It's not usually tight. So that could be a good way to tone things down. Or if you're doing like a column dressing, like say you find a sweater or a jersey dress that you really like, but it's pulling across those breasts, you could throw that overlay over it and it would diffuse that a little bit. So I think you have Hmm. a lot of options there. That you might not thought you yeah, could you wear. Know, you, could, you could also buy, you know, b- b- find something that is 
a single sweater dress or, or tank dress, and then take a uh, lightweight or possibly even a semi-sheer uh, man-tailored shirt, you know, um, tailored shirt, and then tie it at the waist. So you're pulling in your waist, but you're also adding some um, some some draping around it, so to speak, some folding around it. So we're not just looking just at your body, you're looking at the different, the contrast between different textures and it. And if you do it all one color, then so much the better. Oh, I kind of like Not it. necessary, like that. but, but you know, it, it kind of makes it look fresh and it doesn't, it looks like that's another accessory. You know, we, we talk about the third piece. Um, Miguel knows about this, you know, it's, you know, wouldn't just wear a t-shirt and a pair of jeans. You put a jacket or a sweater or a vest or so- something, or even a scarf, some third piece that will make it an outfit. Otherwise it's just putting something on your, you know, to cover your Which body. Which I think the blazer's so, still in vogue. I think the blazer's a great choice, but now we're adding in love. this, we've got equestrian jackets and we've got bomber jackets. Equestrian. So there's something for everybody, but Two of the underlying themes, or let's say three that I'm seeing, is this idea, and that's where the sequence coming in, party was an underlying theme. So details, embellishment, yeah. sequence, stones, the equestrian, which is going to give us the higher boot, the tailored jackets, the tailored pants, and the um, arrow, the, what did I call it earlier, the, not, air, like, aerospace, like, the bomber jackets are coming from oh, aviator that influence. Aviator, aviator influence. Aviator, Thank you. Aviator, aviator influence. Yeah. Okay. So wait, tell wait, wait. me one trend. Hold on. I got a question about the sequence. I know you guys are like, stop, girl. But seriously, we're never going to get there. I it's know. Okay. No, sequence. No, no. What about the sequence? Lar- large, small. Should it still be the same? I uh, like the same idea of, you know, in proportion to your body. The sequence. Uh, well. Sequins don't typically, unless, you know, you get your pieces with oversized sequins, but for the most part, they're all standard. So um, that that would not be a worry. Um, You know, what is nice is a combination, and I actually have a piece like this, it's quite, you know, versatile, is it's sequined, but not, it's sequined on an open work, open, um, uh, not quite crochet, but an open knit. And it's the same color, the background, the knit is the same as the sequence. And it makes it, you know, you've got texture and movement and it's not too serious. It makes it fun serious. and interesting. Yeah, it makes okay. it fun. And how about denim and sequins? Love. Like on the and back of your be denim? Like, like on your pockets? Like No, like a no, denim, no. like a sequin oh, t-shirt. Denim shirt with a sequin skirt. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm here a sequin top with a denim or a bomber jacket over it, you okay. know, a sequin like skirt the, uh, with a t-shirt. Low, it's, listen, y'all, I need help, but clearly. <laughs> keep in mind that, you know, sequins are going to draw attention, so I wouldn't plaster them over, you know, something you're not wanting to pay attention to might be the Yeah, don't go for that day. sequin tube top. Not yeah, probably not the best look. You know, but, uh, so, no, when no. I was in my okay. 20s, maybe, but, you know. She would have, yeah. yes. She might yeah. today if we don't stop her. So, Deb, one of the trends, <laughs> yeah. a trend that you just don't really like, don't really get, or just hate. Um. Okay, well, I hate super short and the mini skirts. I had my day with the minis. Um, actually, I wore them as a kid and then I wore them again in the nineties and, but now 
Yeah. Now, although I was thinking about it and saying, you know, if I wore tights instead of like nothing, um, you know, bare leg, I wouldn't do bare leg, but I would do tights. Let me take that back. You know what? I'm going to take that back. It's not the minis. It would be, oh, I know. And I know this is not clothing. This is um, accessories, but these enormous, ridiculously oversized handbags. Okay. To me, it makes, I know, it, it's like, I feel like an ill-equipped Mary Poppins. You know, I've, I've got the bag, but there's nothing in there that's going to create any magic. It's just me fumbling around in like the black okay. abyss of, yeah, so that would be the, something else. My most hated, I'm going to have a number most? one, and then I'm going to tell you the one I really don't understand, is fleece. I do not really? like fleece. I do not like fleece trim. I never had an Ugg boot. I Ooh. don't want fleece coming out of my jacket. I don't. It's that beigey huh. wadded up. It just looks nasty to me because it gets all, you know, matted looking <laughs> on people. And I just, especially cheap. And I just, okay. I'm not here for it. But fleece okay. is a big trend this year. So get your fleece, fleece line bomber trend. jacket. Shirley. Gail will not be wearing that. The one I don't understand, no. though. I'm going to try it, but I don't understand it, is the white tank top. And when I say one of the biggest trends, every single article I read talked about the white tank top. Everything. What the hell is that about? What the hell is that about? I have no idea. It's as though sometimes, you know, with some crazy fashions, not that that's crazy. It's just crazy to make it a thing. You think there are people, you know, they're just sitting around the table saying, huh, let's see. How do we play emperor's new clothes with these foolish women? You know, it's unbelievable. And it's white. It's not anything. It's not the tank top in general. It's the white white tank tank top. Okay. It is so so weird. It's kind of like. Going back to remember, it was a white white t shirt with acid wash jeans was a look like in the eighties. Uh-huh. I think this is a nod uh-huh. to the eighties because it's eighties is is one where we're getting a lot of the trends. Okay, but wait, yeah, Christina, I, I it's just what we said. A plain. Now you can go to Versace and pay four hundred dollars for a plain white tank top, or you can go over to Old Navy, or you can go to get Target one. and get a beautiful one. Okay. I, I actually that's right. So I could see myself though good. wearing it underneath a blazer with some cool chunky yeah. jewelry, which we're going to talk about. That's the way I see myself oh, yeah. making it work. How about you, Deb? Or under that bomber jacket? Maybe that's why it's there. I, I well, you know what? It is a perfect layering piece. You know that, Gail. So by itself, and I'm not one that like walks around sleeveless that much i mean have it on today but um yeah definitely layering piece um i like one that has a deeper scoop or almost a squared off neckline because you know the our our most important valuable real estate as women especially women over you know 40 is our our neck and our chest basically Decollete, exactly. So I like when the tank is a little bit lower, put a blazer over that. So it's kind of like that high, low, you know, something casual with something now, more that's tailored. not for you, and Christina. I, I you look. get that damn tank top up around your chin or those girls will be flying loose. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> do a low tank top. I mean, I do love, here's the thing. I do know that I am good with V-neck, you know, a V, a V, but like a scooping. It's, it's very just, elongating. It's not going to, it's not mm-hmm. going to look pretty But up this here. was the plain yeah. rounded neck. Why, like, so if like you went a, to your husband's drawer, yeah, you might find say, one that he wore to work out or something. That yeah. it's that kind of. It's there's 
Hey, you're waiting for us to tell you there's something special about it, and I'm here to tell you it's not. It's exactly what you said, mm. imagine, on a white tank top. So I think a layering piece. So, okay, okay. let's go Absolutely. on to, let's talk about shoes real quick. Let's do a run-through shoe. Okay, because I got questions when Deb said over the knee. I was like, whoops, okay. stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, you have to, you really have to be careful if you're not tall enough. There to you go. Up, okay, okay. And yeah. your legs, and also you don't want to you don't want to look like pretty woman. I mean, you might, but she also is like five well, nine, so she could. Well, carry here's it the off. other thing: is if you but, have um, thick you legs too, right? Flat. If you have thick legs, uh, maybe over the top is probably. I mean, does that still look good? Well, you can get them again if they're proportional. But I think the secret is making them look classy and not like a streetwalker. Mm. And I think that's going to exactly. come down to the material. I think a lovely suede that doesn't go up too high. Um, can be lovely, especially with, you know, if it's meeting one of these mini skirts, then that actually, instead of making you look slutty, makes you look a little more covered with a tight under it. I think it can be, mm-hmm. I'm kind of down for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Also, it. also, it's another way of uh, giving life back to your uh, skinny, skinny jeans. Um, Cause you know, if you don't have skinny jeans to tuck into, I mean, you need, skinny jeans to properly tuck into um to over the knee boots because otherwise there's all that weird knee bagging and now, is this part of the fabric. equestrian trend is these high boots is that where that's coming from or is that the 80s you know, fun it's pop? showing it i think it's a combination because we've seen it in everything from like a, a glam rock to to the equestrian to preppy which i guess kind of goes hand in hand with the with equestrian so it's also summer flat you know i mean stuart weitzman's been doing their um 50 50 they call it where it's half suede and half leather and or half leather and half stretch i'm here for that for love years it. Love, love, love years that. and they're flat and they're very very wearable very very comfortable absolutely classic and also that's the kind of thing you want to spend a little more money on you know um actually you know you can boots if you buy boots good boots you're gonna wear them for i hate to say but like you can wear them for five ten ten years seriously if it's like a a well-made boot that has a classic style yeah those shoe trends don't usually come and go in just one season like some of these ridiculous things like the white tank top probably will well then you you look like a fashion victim yeah you can afford to buy things that are let me back up and say when i was talking about fleece guys i was not talking about your fleece sweatshirt i was talking about shearling fleece that that fleecy shearling trim that's what we're talking about it's a big trend and you're seeing that on shoes which i think is terrible like i never owned up I i hated those but you're seeing them as flip-flops. You're seeing them as slides. It's gross. So one other choice on shoes that you're loving. Um, I love Western boots. Actually, I love a few things. I love Western boots, but I will say I let, I want, it's not the Western boot that I've got in my closet from, you know, it's not the Justin necessarily. It's, I like the Western boots that are um, a little higher, not high, you know, higher on the leg. And so they don't hit like in mid calf, like you know, like you would wear to the rodeo. Yeah, but I was seeing it as an influence, as a nod rather than a full on cowboy boot. It was the sloping yeah, exactly, heel. Exactly. It was a little a stitching slow, a, or it, not it, exactly. Not a lot of no embellishment, just really classic. 
I like them a lot, but I personally have high arches. And I was going to say for you, for those of you, of us who have high arches, they're very difficult to put on. Gotcha. The higher ones. Okay. And that's my two favorites. Boots without zippers. The platform. And girls, when we say platforms, we're talking sky high. I mean, these they're not fooling around this year. This is these things are three, four, five inches, and I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. And they're in bright neon colors. My favorite, um, my man has made what's his name? Um, not Stuart Weitzman, but who's Steve Madden has got a beautiful hot pink one with an ankle strap. And y'all know me. If you're my friend, you know I, I would strap anything on that has on an ankle strap. I love an ankle strap. Not for you shorter <laughs> girls, but man, ankle straps give me life. I love them. I love cute embellishments. Well, they keep you from falling over too. They do. I mean, an ankle strap is a, is a good idea with, with something Keeps so Keeps those high, shoes on. But no, you got to be careful on uneven seen- surfaces with platform shoes. You yes. will go sideways yes. and break an ankle. So if your ankles are weak, I'd be very cautious. Get ones that have a really wide base and they're not as topple proof but the colors deb my word i'm like just those are amazing exciting you know what also um i know i I did a post on my my instagram uh this week last week on seven ways to to wear your and not seven fashion tips but how seven ways to wear the uh, platforms. I saw it. Basically, there's some right. there's some sa- sa- safety precautions in there, like don't drive. You know, keep a pair of flats. In I the added car. in the comments, don't um, step on practice. rocks, <laughs> and don't step on rocks. You did. Thank you for that. Happened to me. That. I stepped on a rock and went down hard, and just went, oh my god, oh my god, did you hurt your ankle? Did you twist? I your scraped at my knees, and I was at a conference, and I had been tanning myself and getting myself completely fabulous, and my legs look like a million bucks, and then here I was in the oh middle Lord, of the street. No. It was like a four-lane crossing. And thank goodness we were actually headed to a CVS pharmacy, so I was able to get some bandages. It was so embarrassing because I looked so freaking cute. Okay. I bet you did. But you know what? Also, sometimes you can find... Uh, platforms that don't have as much of an angle between. So basically, it was it would be if as if you had a lower heel. Right. The platform is, is so you your foot is at um, a slightly decreased angle, and that gives you a little more stability. Right. Yeah, I love it. So you and guys even, watch it on sidewalks though. Let, and even let me ask you this: surfaces. is a is a platform good for somebody who? Uh, again, I'm just going to go off of my own dimensions here. I am short, so I'm five foot, and I have thicker legs, and I'm always afraid that the platform makes me look chunkier. I'll let you go, Deb. Well, honestly, I think I would be, I I wouldn't like to see it, depending on, I think with pants, yes, with the skirt. Unless it was a longer skirt, I just wouldn't would not advise you wearing platforms with a shorter skirt. That would not be an upscale look, okay. honestly. In that's my opinion. But to I'm wear thinking, them with the you know, you were talking about the slope. It's only going to make you look taller. Yeah. yeah, you were talking about the slope. You're going to want ones with a slope on your platform, like Deb was talking about. You well, know, the difference in the back and the sure. front. You would want more of a slope than someone like I could wear mine without a slope. Okay. So 
That's kind of like elongate your leg a little bit. I don't need my legs much longer. It's a problem already. I'm almost 5'8", but it's, I've got long legs. Oh, good for you. But it's been a battle. They're <laughs> notice, long and they're notice long. Deb no. didn't say, oh, good for you for having short legs. <laughs> well, now I have long well, legs. Well, let me correct you know what? it. It's, it's easier. To, it's honestly, I she just has a little more choice. It's, I have long oh, and wide on, legs. Let's say that. that Mine are well, long and wide for I, my, But I love big wide leg pants with a with a shoe on. I love right, it. But, but Deb, Deb just said mm. something that I, I really want to circle back to. And thank you for saying this. Is that sometimes when we see these different fashion trends and we're short, we're busty, we're curvy, we're this, we're that, we're tall, we're skinny, you know, whatever. It's like some things just aren't made for us. However, what I have been hearing you both say throughout this whole entire episode was that just because you are built a certain way does not mean that you can't take the essence of the right. style or the trend mm-hmm. for the the fall and make it your own. And so I 100%. I just really wanted to really yeah. shine a light yeah. on that because a lot of us are going to go I, I uh, throw their hands Adaption up in the is so important. So. And when I work with people, I say, you know, if this is something you don't like or doesn't really work with you, let's trace back to where that's coming from. So if it's coming from that equestrian, the aviator, the Western influence, let's track it back and pick something else. Or if it's coming from a certain time era, okay, this was 80s. Let's go back and pick something else from the 80s so you can be in on the fun but in a much more wearable way. Deb, what's some of the ways you adapt? Tailoring? I know you talk a lot about belting. and uh, Well, I do. Tailor, I think we all, as women, we tend not to think, oh, I have to get something tailored when I buy it. Instead, we say, oh, I can't wear this designer or this brand because it doesn't fit me. But as a man, unless you just, you know, even if you're buying jeans, I mean, most guys will think, Okay, now I have to go to the tailor or let's say you're at Nordstrom, the tailor will come in and alter because they understand that things are not meant for, you know, wearing right off the rack. And we are so hard on ourselves. We just think, oh, it's off. It's us. It's not the garment. Well, let me add this too. I think Deb, Deb comes from a different world growing up in New York. East Coast New York fashion is a little bit different than Cali fashion or Deep South fashion. You know, you don't see people romp around New York in Lily Pulitzer. It's just not happening. That's just not the look. But I think us growing up in the Deep South, we're not accustomed, unless you're very wealthy, like you maybe grew up in Atlanta or you're very wealthy in Charleston, of utilizing a tailor. But you can actually really get more out of your wardrobe when you do get pieces that fit you well. And you make them fit you well. You know, you'd be surprised. You're so right, Gail. And I'm not talking about, you know, customizing everything because it could be as as small an adjustment as taking up the sleeve of a, of a blazer about half an inch and it goes from looking sloppy to looking like it's well-fitting. You can tell the one thing about tail, uh, working with a tailor is that you can um, take something that's inexpensive and make it look like it was created for you, you know? So it's so it's worth 
worth the investment of time to have something well-fitting because when you know it fits you well, you are just going to carry yourself differently. You're going to, everybody's going to see that you're exuding confidence. And instead of just throwing on something that's sort of like, you know, meh, this is okay. And I hope nobody runs into me at the post office. And, well, you know, yeah, we so. could learn to sew. That would help some of us a lot, probably. Okay. My other favorite besides the platform, and here's something for you, Christina, are the sparkles and jewels. And you're seeing them. Those can be even on a pointy toe shoe. They can be on a flat. They can be on a pump. On a Mm-hmm. All kind of details. So whatever shoe works for your proportion and your size, find one that has a detail. You know, we've been kind of playing the last few years. We're going back to seeing, you know, crystals on the toe. In fact, I saw someone on show this week shed on the clear stiletto pump with a pointy toe, a sling back but it had a crystal embellishment. And I don't usually Sounds love so clear shoes, painful. but I was here for those shoes. So Christina, it's like you get you a wide shoes. leg pant, you get you a pointy toe with a little crystals on it pe- peeking out. That's going to add interest and length with that pointy toe. It's going to be fabulous. It's going right. to be amazing. And, you know, we can even get clip on embellishments for the plain flats and, you know, pumps that we have had. So, Okay, quickly. That, that was a big thing. Takeaways. Oh, let me just quickly say to the Oxfords, Mary so Jane's, things. loafers, those traditional pieces are back, kind of part of that traditional equestrian tailored kind of look. So let's quickly run through your favorites in, um, uh, what do we call these? Accessories. Yeah, accessories. Okay. Wow, there's so much going on with jewelry. Um, I love cuffs. I, lo- I am a bracelet person. I like to stack bracelets. You can get the effect of a cuff, which, you know, normally um, at, we were seeing it with one one big cuff that could be anything, single, single chunky, could be organic looking, or it could be hard edge. But you can also get that same look by stacking things. And I, I like to stack them when they, they are similar in, in color tone, but they are different in materials. So you might have something like, um, and we're talking is, uh, about bigger statement bangles now, not the little bitty tiny bigger, one millimeter, not the little bitty tiny, no little bitty tiny necklaces, gold chains are big. What you're wearing today is perfect. You can't. I put see it, it on just for you. I'm going to talk about. I it. appreciate it. If you're you so don't, she, if you need inspiration, go to Idris Apfel and watch her documentary where she's stacking these oh, bracelets yeah. she finds everywhere. She's she was she's right on trend. Okay, what else yeah, you like so, inside the cuffs? Um, I love the chokers. I've always loved chokers, and yep. we'll be seeing a lot of them. You know, from everything that that's uh, kind of a skinny, not yeah, skinny with maybe an organic embellishment. We're seeing a lot of that um, natural themes like animals, plants, um, you know, molded into a, a beautiful um, metal form around a choker. Gorgeous. Um, I like that. Choker so do you have to have a and long, also do you have to have a long neck to wear a choker? Because no, you don't. No, you don't. Because I'm not talking about the thick chokers that we used to wear, like in the '90s. But these are more like, um, like a drapey a jewel like a part- Well, it's almost almost like a um, a ring. You know, like what do they call? I forget what they're called now. I've just got a. I'm thinking just, more the 15 to 18, like 18 inch 
and, and more like jewel neckline. Well, 18 length. would be kind of, oh, depending on your neck, but definitely like a 15 inch or something that is, uh, it could be a tubular metal that you kind of clip on. You, I could It's not necessarily super tight, it. Christina. It's not a it's tight not, wide not band. Tight. That's it's, not what we're talking about. It's right. Just, no, that, those are old chokers. Well, just for, These are a lot more contemporary. Uh, for ease of let's just say very short necklaces compared to what have been in, in the past few years have been these long dangly and those tiny little delicate pieces that only look good on people that weighed 98 pounds. I hated those things They got lost in my fat folds. I mean, that was not a look for me. I mean, ridiculous, but glad that's gone. So mine are statement earrings because I look really good in big earrings. I am a larger woman. I don't look good in all this petite jewelry. So I'm loving the statement earrings mm-hmm. and what I've got on so today, big. dramatic pearls. I love very big, dramatic, chunky the layers and layers of pearls. I've always liked that look. We're doing it with crystals. And But Christine, I've got one thing for you. Hoops, baby. They're back. Yes. Okay. All the hoops. I can just wear Jenny hoops. from the hood can make her return, I can, even though she that, never went away it. in your world. That's it. That's all I need. I, I never went away in my, my world either. You know what I also like is, is mismatching. So you do a smaller hoop and then like a big hoop, you know, oh. same metal, but you kind of do it in, in like an imbalance. And that works with the statement. Christina wears bracelets in her ears, just for reference. That's what she wears as her look. She has never given that up. Okay, before we run out of time, I want to touch on beauty. That's kind of my number one wheelhouse. So I'll go first over here. We're still seeing the glazed skin, um, which is, you know, holdover from these others but the other things we're seeing are glossy lips the return of the shiny lip that started with spring and that can be a gloss it can be a vinyl but Mm -hmm. matte is kind of on them it's all about shine and gloss and there's so many ways to wear this it's one thing i love about this is a trend that everyone can wear i don't care if you're 12 or 112 gloss is your friend and you can wear a lot of ways Mm -hmm. the younger girls look better in it side to side because as our body heats up, gloss can can move out. Now, I do highly recommend a primer with gloss to keep it in place. What what is? I'm sorry. I may I interrupt for one second. Sure. Can you tell us? Tell me what does side to side mean? Wearing it side to side, all over. If you're when we're young, a lot of times we can just put on gloss and we put it everywhere. But as we age a little bit and we have these fine lines, we have the risk of it running into those fine lines if we're doing a lot of that. So choose that carefully and wear a primer. Where I love to see it is layered over a lip color where you're just putting it in the middle. You don't need to put it all over. The heat of your body will warm it up and move it out and it will just give this amazing shine in the middle. Now, do I wear gloss by itself sometimes? Yes, but it's typically a tonal color like a mauve or just a soft, warm pink so that when it does spread out, you're not going to really notice. But primer, 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 primer. I know we wear gloss to be easy, but that's not always um, the thing. And I'm going to say I'm really here the red lips are back. Christine is rocking that today, a new product we just got. The graphic liner is really just continuing to stick around. I don't think it's for more mature women. This is art. It is not beauty to me necessarily. If you're young and you want to draw triangles around your eyes, knock yourself out. That's one I won't be rocking though, Deb. How about you? 
Well, you know, I actually, um, I like the red lip as well. Um, not as frequently. I, I think it looks amazing on you, Christina. You. And I just, when I, the few times I do wear red lips, I, people notice, they absolutely notice. So it's a great thing. Um, I, t- I, and I'm not, so, I'm someone who does more of a natural makeup. Um, I don't go anywhere without doing my brows in mascara. There is no way I go out of the house without that. Um, because you know, I, I have less, less, less brow than I ever did before. And so, you know, you got to give it a little help and paint yeah, it on there. That's a frame for our face. Uh, but I, I like natural colors for the most part, you know, the nudes and maybe some wine colors on my eyes. And, um, every once in a while, a little turquoise, just a little turquoise accent in pencil. Okay. And, um, and I learned a trick not that long ago that I'm sure you've you both known forever, and that is to use a liner on your underneath waterline, the top lid waterline. I didn't know Make that. Sure that lashes are Yeah, that needs to be. That Absolutely. does not need to be a color though. That's a that's a deep no, brown or a black. That's navy, not turquoise, but usually yeah. brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's a little odd. Some things I'm going to give a hint to are something called underpainting. You may hear about that. And that's where you're putting on cheek color underneath your foundation. It's going to glow from within. So, of course, you need a dewy um, sheer foundation for that. Um, Mm. Smoky eyes, circling back to those. But here's, oh, cheeks. Cheeks have been kind of not paid much attention to for a good five to ten years. It was really an anomaly. And I sold less cheek color for years than I ever had. But cheeks, again, starting with the spring, they were back. So we want to see color on your cheeks. You're not going to get away with just a little bronzer or contour girls. We want to see some color. We want to rosy up those jokers. Hmm. Another trend that's interesting, those blue eyeshadow. It was on a lot of the runways. And y'all, I don't want you to be afraid of blue. Because it's just like everything else. <laughs> it would have to be the right blue. Yeah, I, I it can be navy, the right blue. But... You could do a navy. Um, it, we can do colors. There's sapphire colors. There's these deep, mm. deep navies that have a lot of gray in them that actually look good on girls with warmer like skin that. and deeper like skin that. tones. Um, so you can do a lot with it. But we were even seeing just the plain um, Drew Carey Mimi blue on people. But just know wow. that's something that would probably be adapted. And that's what happens we see these things on the runways that are a little bit crazy and then we adapt them to real life um like we said the glowing skin um yeah but it, red also i want to say there's a red for everybody there's even what we call light reds Absolutely. there's our roses there are deep bricks there are fire engine there are tomato so work with a beauty consultant i'm glad to help you find your red now on fingernails i want to mention i want to give a shout out donut glazed nails this is a Haley bieber influence it's a nude, shimmery, sheer tone. And then designs still raging on. All the designs. Plain nails are kind of out. All the designs. Even mixing up the fringes. I mean, anything goes with that. So, um, I think I've got through and pretty I, much my whole questions? list. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I'd like like you to address. This is fantastic. I really think. Thank you, Gail. It's, you know, you, you've got... You, know your stuff about and the makeup is incredible but could you comment on how some of these let specifically makeup trends 
um, can be adapted to um, someone who's older. Yeah. With, you know, like the cheek, you don't want to look like a clown or too much eyeshadow. You know, we all hear about how when you get older, you want to wear less makeup. Um, But yet, you know, color enlivens us. So can you help us out with that? It's all about that color choice and that placement. We are seeing the cheek color come a little further around on the face. And I'm deciding that I actually really like that, especially for camera, because on Mm -hmm. camera, we're, we're being seen as flat and things like that can add dimension so that we look like if you're looking at me on the screen, you can clearly see contour and color and highlight. And that creates us, it, it takes us back to three dimensions. But as we age and our colors soften, we may want a little bit of a softer color. I still like very clear colors and just use with a soft touch. What do you mean but by it clear all color? Starts with Clear colors are very pure colors, but that goes along with my coloring. I have a high contrast level and they're going to be like your bold, clear pinks, your see-through yellow, like yellow lemon chiffon would be a good clear color. A sapphire blue is a clear color versus your tones. But if you're nervous about cheek color, that is one place even someone like me can wear a toned down cheek color, a subdued color um, that's got some gray or some beige added to it. Glowing skin is for everyone. And this is really good for us women who are more mature and the glossy lip because it gives us that we we like the mm-hmm. oftentimes the moisture and the hydration and that glossy lips just adding a layer of gloss, you know, a layer of moisture and a look and usually most right. of the glosses now have ingredients like you know, vitamin E and beautiful oils and things that hydrate the lips. So this is all good for us. And when we do the lip, what we call, you know, my lip that I teach, which is um, a touch of lip balm, a lip primer, a liner, a lipstick, and then a gloss. So five steps. I know it sounds like a lot, but we're able to make our lips look larger and keep them hydrated Mm -hmm. during the day, which makes us look younger. And so a lot of this is very adaptable. And even if you're out there with gray hair, this blue eyeshadow could really rock for you. If you've got blue eyes or gray eyes, this could be a thing for you. Or the color you're wearing now. Yeah. The color you're wearing now, this kind of lilac, Mm -hmm. it looks beautiful. It's it's very um, Elizabeth Taylor. It's very, (sighs) very elegant. So, you know, we can even do a nod to the smoky eye with some smoky color. Um, A true full-on smoky eye may not work as we get super into our years, but underpainting definitely could give us that glow from the outside in those layers. When it comes to those cheek colors too, women who are becoming more mature and their skin's becoming less hydrated, cream products are a great choice and they're all the rage. We're seeing serum foundations, we're seeing cream cheek colors, we're seeing a return to the even the lip colors that um, come out. I know recently in my line have been moisture rich. So we're moving away from all that super matte. So for us girls who are a little more mature, it's, it's a good look because those super mattes were not for us. I hated so, matte. And- yeah, it's not flattering, but like, let me ask you another question. First of all, Christina, I see you put the blush on. It's amazing. What a little bit, like yeah. seriously, just a little bit of blush just kind of perked everything up and works with your lipstick, 
But Gail, I was going to ask you, see, I'm interviewing you now. Um, are you are you using, what type of applicators do you like with the blush? Do you like a brush? Do you like a sponge? I still use what a powder you? because I am a combination of oily skin type. So powder products do still work best for me. And here's the trick. I use a matte foundation, even though I do eat up with some highlighter and stuff, but that's what's right for my skin type. And that's where we should always start. Choose products that are right mm-hmm. for your skin type or else you're going to create a lot more work for yourself and lead a lot more things like primers and um, correction products. So for me, it's still powder because what happens if I put on a mat and let that sit and then I try to rub cream into it, it disturbs the foundation and then I start to Mm -hmm. have red bleeding through. So it's not for me. Um, But if you are layering, you know, serum, a very creamy foundation with these creamy products, your fingers are one of the best applicator tools, but brushes and sponges also work very well. Mm -hmm. And if there's even some blushes that are coming with a sponge applicator on them, they're kind of a wash of color. So it really depends on the product and your skin type, which tool is going to be right for that. Now, when it comes to highlighter and contour, um, contour can use a brush or a sponge, even your fingers. But for highlighter, for me, it's always a brush because you really need that diffusion um, that a brush will bring to you. So is that helpful? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's it's very that glowy yeah, skin. No, I so prefer brushes too. I know us mature women have um, shot away from highlighter sometimes thinking it's going to be glitter on our face. Y'all, the good highlighters are not mm-hmm. glitter. I love they're the not highlighter. Even hardly, a, barely exactly. even a shimmer. Um, they're very fine. They just give a glow to the skin and they're everything. And we're even starting to see them. And I've done that today. I pulled it forward around my cheek color. You can kind of see right mm-hmm. there so that the light catches that mm-hmm. center of my face. I've learned to put it between my eyes a little bit and on my cupid's bow. You mm-hmm. can kind of see that glow mm-hmm. right there. So don't be afraid of them as a mature woman. That can really give us that light reflection that we've lost over the years. So, gosh, we've covered a lot of ground, ladies. Our editor's going to kill us. We're over on time yet again. But we hope you are inspired to go and try something new and to just look your best and that that will lead to you having increased confidence to go out there and live your best life at any age. We want to thank Deb Swartz. Deb, you're an amazing resource. And Deb can be found on Instagram. She offers personal styling services. Get up there to NYC and work with that woman. She will make you look like a baddie. (laughs) I I work with women with overall image, especially on social media and their makeup into things. But, you know, I can help you. I do a little shopping for people too. And I actually kind of love that. What's better than spending other people's money? It's a lot of fun. Christina will be modeling the things (laughs) we tell her to put on. That's going to be her contribution. So be watching her social media. I can't wait to see that next. Absolutely. For what we tell her to put on. But... We're going to cut it off here, and we hope you go out and try something new and feel your absolute best this fall. So, Christina, what do we always say? Until next time, go and get your moxie on. Bye.